the lack of knowledge, confusion, and the despair, the hatred, the division that results from it. Good morning, Christian America. Friends, today I want to spend a few minutes with you as we get ready for our weekend to give you some thoughts about the world that I see, the things that are taking place, and our biggest, biggest failures as a community, as a people, and it's the lack of knowledge of God. It's the lack of faith, because if we truly had faith in him, a lot of the things that we see today, a lot of what we experience, the despair and the hatred and the division, the divisiveness, the, the tribalism, the choosing of sides, the, the di disdain that people have for their family, their friends, their communities, it wouldn't be there if we truly had faith in God. Let's get right into it today. Good morning, Christian America. And good morning, Christian America. Eddie here is always representing the Christian American revitalization effort where we seek to revitalize the Christian faith across this nation. As we get this podcast started, if you like this podcast, subscribe to this podcast. Follow us on all the social media platforms. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, the Rumble channel, and wherever you're listening to this podcast, that would be a great help to us. And what we want to do is build the community so that we can be a great help to you guys. Look, I know that I'm not alone. I know that this audience above all other audiences is tracking all of the confusion and the despair that we that we have in our nation for we have been told by the secular world that we have been on this path of success we have been on this path to a more perfect union we have been on this path towards a better lifestyle we have been on this path to to quote unquote lead these other nations these other peoples out of the darkness out of the sand out of the the, the ancient out of the medieval times and that we're leading them into a new prosperous world and that that can be shown as evidence is that of all the stuff that we have the material goods that we possess are used as an example, as proof as to how great our society is, has become and is, and is becoming. That may be one measuring stick. And if it is your measuring stick, I would ask you to, to, to reevaluate that. Because as the material world has gotten better, I mean, and it has, especially in the United States. The poverty line in the United States is about $34,000 a year. $34,000 a year globally is in the top 1%. So materially, monetarily, one could make that argument that we have a better, more prosperous nation than ever before because of the amount of material things that we have, the amount of earthly goods that we have. And friends, we have become attached emotionally to those material goods. But ever since the beginning of time, ever since the book of Genesis, man, have been trying to figure out a way. We have either been tricked 
by the serpent in the garden to equal ourselves with God, right? That was Satan's trick. That is what he said. He said that we will have our eyes opened, that Eve would have her eyes opened, and she surely will not die. But God didn't want her to because you she would be equal with God. That was his lie. And she fell into it, and Adam fell into it. And from that point, we are fallen. After that, in chapter 11, we see again that the people decide, you know what? We're working together. We have one language. We're working together. You know what we're going to do? We're going to build something so great. We're going to make a name for ourselves. And we're going to build a tower that reaches to the heavens. They're going to challenge God with their first bit of freedom. And God says when he comes down from the mountain and he sees them, Scripture says that God says, when the people work together, they can accomplish anything. So I have to spread them out throughout the world. I have to confuse their language because the first thing they wanted to do was rival me. That's what God said. They wanted to be equal to him. First Eve and Adam. Right after that, the people building the Tower of Babel. I would argue that same process is playing out today. It's playing out today. And what scripture doesn't really explain to us because God directly intervened is what outcome of the Tower of Babel being built, what would, have, what would it have caused? How would the people have felt once they had this great accomplishment, once they had more material wealth and prestige, making a name for themselves, as scripture says, what would have happened next? Would life have been worth living because they no longer believed in God? Would civilization have stopped right then? We will never know the answer to that. But I think we're starting to figure out the answer now. This world has, America specifically, has become so prosperous monetarily. We've, re, we've attained so much materialistically. Dollars and cents and cars and houses and everything. That we are losing what is most important. We are losing the greater purpose that greater purpose can only be found in something not of this world. C.S. Lewis said that if, if you can't be satisfied with this world, maybe it's because you weren't meant for this world. Maybe you weren't made for this world. Because as we have attained so much, collectively, Similarly, collectively, we are falling into traps of despair. We're arguing over things that we would have never argued before. We are at each other's throats because we don't believe in the common decency. We're constantly arguing because there's a lack of acceptance of a objective truth, the things that are 
good, good in the biblical sense, good in the only sense that makes sense. When God says it is good, then it is good. It was good then, it's good today, and it'll be good tomorrow. It'll be good a thousand years from now because God made it so. When things are not good, when they work against, and what, what, what are the things that are not good? The things that go against God's will. When God's, God says to do something and you do the opposite of that, that is wickedness. That is not righteousness. And so because we're turning away from God, we are turning away from the objective truth, the truth. Jesus says he is what? He's three things. What are those three things? The truth, the life, and the way. We're turning ourselves away from the truth. And even though we can attain material success, we can attain professional prestige, we can attain financial achievements, we're empty inside. And that emptiness takes an ugly turn. It either turns to despair and sadness and depression with anxiety and a sense that the world, the life that we have is not worth living because without God, why should we want to live? If we are only here for this short amount of time and there's nothing after it because there was nothing that put us here, there is no greater plan, then why are we doing it? That's nihilism, folks. That nihilism is leading our youth to commit suicides. The youth who are also being told that they have it so great because all of the technology, because all of the trappings of the world, all the material success that they're going to inherit. Your life should be great, but you feel like crap. Is something wrong with me? Because everyone tells me that I should feel so wonderful about this life, but I feel like crap. I feel like I don't belong. I feel like there's nothing worth living. I have no purpose. I have no meaning. Maybe there's no point to life. That That's a dangerous, nihilistic thought that is permeating our youth. The data shows it. The other side of that is anger. It's anarchy. It's those who want to fight and do damage and cause harm. Those who want to rob and steal. Those who want to satisfy their earthly lusts. Not just bodily, but also financially that are greedy, that are lustful. They want, they, they want everything for themselves. They're gluttonous. And they don't care who they hurt because they're just making that money. They're just building that wealth. They're just flipping homes. They're just buying those new cars. And they don't care about anything else except their own short-term pleasure. Friends, pleasure is not happiness. When that runs out, it turns violent. When that runs out, people start to get angry with one another just to feel something, just to prove something. And if you're not in either one of those camps, but you're drifting towards them, friends, we need to turn back to the word of God. We need to turn back to the truth, the way and the life. He is the truth. What he says is true. What he, what he has done is true. His word is true. He is the truth. 
the way that he lived, the way that he lived is the way we should strive to live. He says he is the way. He is the way to eternal life. He says he is the life. It's his life that we should follow. It's his teachings that we should listen to. It's his example that we should try to emulate. We should be doing everything in our power to follow the example that Jesus Christ gives us. And it's the exact opposite of what this world would have. That your life is not measured by the amount of material stuff that you have, that you can attain, the job position, that you can sit in the, at the head of the, the, the board, the boardroom table, the conference room table, tell people what to do. It's not about the fancy car that you want to drive. It's not about building a McMansion with the, or, or living in a gated community. It's about treating each other as you want to be treated. It's about loving others as you love yourself. It's about being kind and generous to our families, to our friends, to our strangers. It's about loving those whom disagree with you. It's about loving those who may wish harm on you or inflict it on you. We got to get back to the truth. We got to get back to Christ. It starts with reading scripture. It continues with prayer and it continues with discipline and a recognition that the finer things in life don't sparkle. They're hidden within you. And that's when happiness can truly be attained. It's getting our lives right in alignment with God's word and living a life that he's called us to. There will be some highs and there will be some lows, but it's extremely important that we follow his word and that we spread his word. We're never gonna fix ourselves through the political process. We're never gonna fix ourselves by handing money to people and making people materially wealthy. The only way we're gonna fix our problems as a community is through the love and the discipline of following Jesus Christ. I hope you got something out of this. I hope you have a blessed weekend. Again, if you do us a, a huge favor by liking and sharing this video and subscribing to this podcast wherever you're watching or listening to it, um, you can go to ChristianAmericanTees.com and pick yourself up some quality Christian American apparel like the, the hoodie that I got on right now. It's wintertime, folks. It's cold up here in the Northeast. So I'm, I'm dressing warm early in the morning uh, because it's necessary. But you would do us a great favor, a great service uh, by picking yourself up some Christian Amer American apparel. We don't ask for donations. Uh, we ask for your participation and you can participate by doing any one of those things I just mentioned. Until Monday, where we continue down our journey through the gospel of Mark in chapter 13, we will see you then. Until then, you guys stay on fire for Christ. Stay blessed. Good morning, Christian America.